Hey, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. And you know what I miss, Rob? You missed playing the intro. I did. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's see if I can do that. Welcome to the new media show, where each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, UTC plus four. Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee take their over 30 combined years of leadership in the podcasting space to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the current podcasting news, forecasts, trends, and predictions. Now here are your hosts, Academy of Podcasting Hall of Famers, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee. <laughs> well, that was kind of anticlimactic, me getting it screwed yes. up at the beginning, but... That's uh, all right. It's all right, Todd. <laughs> oh, you hear this thing still ticking. Yeah. Hey, Rob, how how you been? I'm I'm doing good. I, you know, things are with podcast conferences are starting to get real now a little bit more. I saw that there was some some square artwork out there uh, promoting speakers for podcast movement. I saw starting to pop up on social media. So you know, podcast movement is on the horizon. And not only that, we've probably committed to three or four non-podcast conferences that are going in person. So, you know, so it, it is the season to start getting to go. And of course, every proposal I send over to Barry and the team, I'm like, here's another 5k right, <laughs> or another 10. Let the money start, start flowing. Right. Todd? Yeah. That right. Kind of, that that kind of <laughs> is what goes along with it. And then I'm going to be flying out to LA um, here um, this weekend for the Ambi awards. So, awesome. you know, I had, are happening. I had a, uh, you know, it's one of those things too, because last year we got our, you know, we didn't have any budget for events or hardly any travel. So having that extra, you know, having that extra cash to put on other things last year, I had to roll it back and say, okay, you can't use yep. that money this year for that. We, you know, we got our travel budget and our event budget back. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. I guess it's only what eight, nine weeks away. Something I don't. I, I was just trying to figure out how many weeks it is until it's in the August. first week in August. So, uh, so it's, it's eight, long. 10, 10 weeks away or something like that. 10 weeks away. Boy, that, that yeah. seems really close. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, but good, good, good stuff. But, you know, I, I think, uh, for today we got a lot of stuff to get through because, you know, right off the top of the bat is the IEB. Right. Said that U.S. advertising revenue will grow to $2 billion by 2023. And I'm thinking, okay, there has to be a lot more podcasts to right. be able to spend another billion dollars in right. advertising. Exactly. Exactly. Because we kind of limped across the 1 billion mark uh, a couple of years late, I might add. Right. Um, and it wasn't exactly like a well, um, overwhelming running across well, the. They say it's going to happen this year. Threshold. It hasn't even really happened yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and they're not saying it's going to happen next year. It's going to happen two years from right. now. Right. Going to get so, to 2 billion by yeah. 2023. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I think it's indicative of the of the advertising market and podcasting. It's, it's just, it's just not growing that much because it's really not the primary thing that's going on in podcasting. Right. Um, advertising is, 
is a part of podcasting, but now, you know, we've got subscriptions now that are going to start, you know, that's going to become a, you know, what people track as a billion dollar part of the industry too, right? Yeah. Is the, is the subscription part. So look for forecasts coming from somebody around, you know, what's the total <laughs> revenue for, for subscriptions in podcasting. So I, we haven't seen anybody kind of step up and start that process yet, but I'm sure it's coming. I talked to a media buyer, uh, what was it? Today's Wednesday, maybe Monday. And, yeah. uh, he said, uh, they will not run, uh, host read ads as dynamic ad insertion. They've had bad luck, wow. bad performance. They would only run ads host read that are built into baked in, huh? baked in. That's and it? I thought, Whoa, that's first yeah. I've heard that. And I said to him, I said, you know, I said, Hmm. That sounds to me like an execution problem, not a, <laughs> you yeah. know, because, and I, and I didn't, he wouldn't tell me, but they, they were really, uh, set. He says, if you're doing, I don't want anybody that's, and I said, well, is it because you want the inventory in there long-term or, you know, I was trying to press and, uh, this particular media buyer just has had bad luck with, uh, Post red ads dynamically inserted, and I'm, I'd, I'd love to know the shows that he's run had you know had issues because I would I'd love to go listen to that content. Well, it's also I think it could be coming from pushback from the buyers, right? They're used to getting perpetual plays off of those buys because it's baked into the content. But right? for if 90, you're starting to use dynamic, that means that those ads are going to come out yeah, after but a certain period. For ninety percent of shows, it don't matter, right? You know, well, that's true. That's true. As far as getting downloads after, right. after that, that first initial, you know, four week window. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 That's true. But you know, that kind of goes contrary to what this report says. It says dynamic yeah. insert ads, which enable added placement to the point of listener download. It's, it's files are built. Then they download it. Increased share of revenue from 48 to 67% year over year. I, I, right. I, it's to me, that sounds okay. So, Announcer read pre-produced ads increased from 27% to 35%. Mm -hmm. yeah. So hold on here. Announcer read pre-produced ads. So that doesn't make any sense. As host read continues to repeat over half of revenue. Okay. Host read. So are they talking about a Geico commercial that's been pre-produced? It's not by the host. Is that what they meant? Increase from 27 to 35%. Yeah. I mean, it, it, these are kind of potentially interchangeable scenarios between the, <laughs> the host reads and, um, the, the pre-produced, you know, agency ads, yeah. right. That are, that are oftentimes used in streaming online radio or radio. Um, so it, I think it's, could be a blended trend here that we're looking at, but, but yeah, I think that the pullback from, uh, using host reads and dynamic, I think is more of a pushback from the, uh, the buyers. Yeah. Um, I think is really where that's coming from. But you know, where's this brand advertising landing? I, I'm not hearing brand advertising still in podcasts. I'm hearing DR and, hmm. but they said 45% of 2020 revenue is brand advertising. So yeah. Okay. Then usually brands do pre-produced. So there's a miss there's there's a offset there. So if you consider twenty seven to thirty five percent where announcer read pre produced ads, 
and brand advertising is at 45%, then we can contend that they're, I at least am going to contend that 27 to 35% of the brand advertising was pre-produced and 10% was brand advertising done by a, the podcast. Yeah. I would assume that that would be a, a proper interpretation of that. Because, but I think that there is a spill over there because that percentage is higher. So yeah. some brands are buying into the yep. the host read side. Because right. I would almost bet that almost our all DR is host read. I, I would almost, right. you know, I, I would almost bet that if it's not, it says it's 51% was DR. Um, and when I say DR, everyone's direct response. It's like something with a promo code or you buy a product. At 76%, mid-roll spot placements continue to account for three-fourths of the revenue. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Half of podcast ads lasted longer than 30 seconds in length. I, you know, If it's host endorsed, it's going longer than 30 every right. time. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I would agree with that, yeah. But, I mean, it does show that the share of dynamically inserted ads, wh- whether or not it's pre-produced, announcer read, or pre-recorded host reads, mm-hmm. is definitely going up um, from 48 to 67% of the overall revenue is coming out of dynamically inserted ads, no matter how the content is being produced. Um, yeah, here's, yeah. Here's, the, here's the thing, then. What does that speak volumes to? That means... 67% of people running ads are running dynamic ad insertion. And if you are not, you're you, running behind the eight ball. You're right? only getting, there's only 33% left for you if you're not doing ad insertion. Right. They yeah, don't, I mean, if you're playing in the old baked in, yeah, realm, baked in that, model, that share is declining, is declining so, largely. Right. So who, who largely uses ad insertion? Big shows. Yeah. Largely big shows. So it's not, the little shows continue to get left in the dust. Yeah. So I would say I would agree with the premise that that's leading into is that uh, dynamically insertion technology needs to be made more available to every show. I think every hosting provider provides it, but then again, not make it easy or inexpensive to get access to it. Yeah. But here's the question then. Why would a show that has no long tail? Mm-hmm. I'm talking myself out of business here because we, <laughs> we sell ad insertion as part of our product availability. So you guys, um, why would a show do dynamic ad insertion if their media burns in 72, 96 hours? You know, if they fall on that 90%, they have 90% of lifetime downloads within the first 96 hours. Yeah. I've been doing a lot. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think we're also assuming that the only use for dynamic insertion is advertising. Well, it's not. Right. So it's, there's more uses for it. Right. You know, people can tap into uh, cross promotion. They can, they can have, you know, audio IDs. They, they can have things that could be used in their audio yep. to build stronger connections with their communities, uh, whether it be, you know, let's say that show is doing a live event in some city, they can do a dynamic insertion of a pr- promo yep. to promote a live event. And, and hopefully we're coming into a time again when 
the industry can move back into live events again and um, in-person events. So I would say 50-50 on for what our customers use insertion for is 50% for advertising, 50% for promotion. Some don't even run ads and they just use it for promotion. Right. So, and, and what's kind of cool is they can go back and, you know, they can rebuild their entire inventory regardless of if they're getting downloads or not and put that promotion in there, put it as a pre-roll mm-hmm. or put it as a mid-roll. Most of the time, go ahead. Yeah, I would just say most shows get a certain amount of archival traffic, um, even, but, you know, it depends on the content, right? Yeah. Um, some get more than others, so, yeah. So ha- this is the thing I find also interesting here, which is a, if we look at the numbers, and I'm just, I'm really stretching here from an extrapolation standpoint, but news continue to be the top content genre for podcast advertisers, 22% market share. Well, what is news? What is news typically news shows? They don't have long tail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. News is a one and done. It's just They're like daily. It's daily done. Yeah. Daily right. done. And in my, my right. tech show is like I said, 90, 90, 72 to 96 hours. My, my personal show is not getting more downloads because it's old news. Mm-hmm. And um, so if we look at that dynamic inserted ads, 48 to 67%, if I was running a news show, I would probably be part of that remaining 22% that wouldn't be doing any ad insertion. But I would almost bet that's not the case because they're probably, tar- you know, probably selling to Wall Street Journal and all these big entities yeah. that have daily, daily news shows. So, yeah, I think parsing this and getting some idea of uh, what's really going on here, I think is helpful as we think about trying to set a goal of doubling ad revenue in two years. <laughs> well, uh, they got to, someone's got to figure out how to do the rest of the 90, the 90% that aren't, or 95% that are not getting monetized. Yeah. So these ad buyers, if, if truly this prediction is accurate, that we're going to hit that, uh, these ad buyers are going to have to start buying across larger numbers of shows. That's right. That's the only way we're going to get there. Only way. Yep. You know, and I look at the, hmm, how much, do, how much do I want to say here? You you know, you guys at Libsyn know how much inventory is left on the table. We know how much inventory is left on the table. I would contend that between the two of us, we're probably leaving at least $10 million worth of inventory on the table. Not every year, every month. Right. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would say so. Between if the two, not more, if not, if more, not more, right. Right. So, you know, and you, when you think about that, Let's let's just say that we're both leaving five million on the table. Let's just use a hypothetical number, but I that's probably pretty close to what the number is. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's sixty million, and then you split that. That's thirty million dollars in re- revenue that could be going to podcasters that isn't, and my sixty plus your sixty plus Podbean's sixty, you know plus you know all the other platforms that are not largely, you know, it's, it's, yeah. you can get to 2 million, but you have to monetize the, the 90%. Yeah. And not with, so, sh- and not with shit. Excuse my right. French. Well, and I'm not sure that we're 
going to get there no. with programmatic either. No. That, that's the other part of this. Well, I mean, unless pro- programmatic changes. No. Podcasters aren't going to take programmatic largely. We got people coming back to us daily. They leave to go to a platform. They've been over on a platform for two. Just had one the other day. Two, two or three months have been over there on programmatic. And, and they say, I'm coming back. I'm losing audience. My audience is pissed off at the advertising that we're getting. It's, it's, it's crap. And I'm getting paid $7 CPM. So the, the value equation just isn't there. No. Right. And it's, right. it's, wor- it's, it's more, probably more value for that podcaster to say, well, <laughs> let's do something premium or something else instead of getting paid for this, 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 you know, and everyone's, oh, I hate it when media buyers say this. We're, you know, we're looking for, um, what is the word? Oh God, I'm just killing myself here. When you buy the after hours, is it residual? No, it's, uh, basically when someone buys radio at two o'clock in the morning, what are they buying, Rob? Oh, remnant. The remnant. Yes. Thank you for saving the day here. (laughs) Remnant. That's a very derogatory term to use to direct towards podcasts. Right. But I have, I have buyers coming all the time. I'm looking for remnant inventory. I'm like, there is no remnant inventory in podcasting. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> go, go buy off a, a radio station. Right. If you want that, right. You know, for that, all, all that airtime at 2 AM, you know, right? and, and I'm only, and I can only pay eight, eight dollars. That's the most I can pay. Go buy YouTube. <laughs> right. And you're gonna to have to pay twelve over there, right? Yeah, don't don't come over here looking for a remnant. Yeah, my right. God, it's that band. Yeah. You know, anyone? Hey, first of all, if you ever hear <laughs> someone pitching you remnant, run. Yeah, <laughs> it's like those videos. No, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 my. My ad inventory is not remnant inventory. I have no remnant available. Right. If you, okay. If you want remnant, I will sell you Geek News Central's content from 2004 to to 2019. I'll sell you all that inventory, and you might you might write me a check for fifty bucks when it's all done. <laughs> I'll sell you That's twelve. Uh, I'll sell you. Well, I want to sign that deal. I'll sell you twelve hundred, thirteen hundred rent. It's not getting no downloads. <laughs> Someone by mistake has listened to a show that was produced in two thousand seven. And I was still talking about Windows ninety eight. Come right. on. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I guess direct to consumer brands are maintaining the the top advertising category market share in podcasting at nineteen percent, which makes sense. You know, like the Warby Parkers and those those kind of advertisers out there are yep. are really the ones that are you know benefiting the most from advertising and podcasting. And then, of course, the pharmaceutical companies have been scooting in there more oh, and more. Which I like that they're buying in uh, across all media these wow. days. And, you know, because we're having a health crisis, right? I, this is I like love, prime time for I, pharmaceutical companies. I love pharmaceutical money. <laughs> I don't like the forty-five second. You cannot get you'll get killed if you drink this, or you'll <laughs> you'll have a heart attack or stroke out. And if you have a rash, call your doctor. You know those those warnings that happen. You can almost guarantee if it's a pharmaceutical ad, it's not a host endorsement. It is just being played, right? Because the legal around that. Cause I did some pharma stuff before and no host endorsement. That's just an ad that's going to be run. 
but right. I'll take. They have all those disclaimers they have to have. I'll take pharma. Any, of course, it's mostly <laughs> uh, erectile dysfunction is a big category being advertised in podcasts right now. Hmm. Okay. It is. It's huge. And here's the thing. They're buying up lots of gaming shows. Now. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's male. It's very male focused. Male focused. Now. Right. This is just a kind of a curious thing. So if you're offended, I'm sorry. So I was told by a media buyer that they're targeting 25 to 35 for ED meds. Okay. On gaming. 25 shows. to 35 CPM? No, 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 or no. Or age no. group? Age group. Age group. Okay. Oh, 25 to 35? We have a lot of un unhealthy um, people, young people in this country, I guess. Huh? I, I actually asked the guy three times, not 45 to 65. No, 25 to 35. And I'm like, God help us. Population is going to go. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, not to stray into another area, but I've been hearing that they're, you know, population, like as of, but 2030, we could see a significant drop in global population start oh, to commence because we're not replacing ourselves. Yeah, we've talked about this on Japan already in the show before. Yeah. We don't need to go into it. But right. so I bet you the pharmaceutical is largely ED. I'd like to have that broke out yeah. that night because I know they're heavily advertising in a lot of gaming shows. And they don't run for very long, they run for a couple of ads. You come back a month later, a couple ads, three months later, a couple of ads. So not like they're running 24 seven in these things. Right. Huh? So what say you listening audience? Right. What pharmaceutical ads have you heard? Pretty much the, the pharmaceutical companies are the ones that are single-handedly supporting all media these days i wonder why Todd. <laughs> i don't watch regular television so i have no yeah. idea yeah well take it from me they are a lot a lot of so are they targeting you rob because of your age group because they can do that on tv you know they know who you are I so i don't know that they're necessarily targeting me i just see a lot of a lot of pharmaceutical ads and a lot of the big media companies been haven't they been talking a lot about pharmaceutical issues lately? Well, a lot of the media companies run all kinds of pharma, pharma pharmaceutical type stories. It's you know it's that's well COVID COVID that, is well, a pharmaceutical okay, that, but, thing, right? But that's more you know the vaccine stuff is more public service announcement. But the the how should I say it? Well, if you're a conspiracy theorist, well, no, 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 draw, no. I, I draw some conclusions. If, here. if pharma is pharma is running on television and they're able to target people based on age group and television, they know exactly who you are. So if they know that you're right. 55, that you're probably have blood pressure issues or you've got <laughs> diabetes or, you know, something and they're going to target, they're not going to, my son who's in Portland, who's, who's in his twenties is not going to get targeted on his cable television box. If he's, if he's actually got one still 
they're not going to target him. They're going to run a different ad in his spot. How about and, Como? Como? Well, uh, what's the term? The comorbidity or whatever. Comorbidities. Morbidities. That's the word. Um, I think those have been a focus over the last year. What do you think? Well, we have had no deaths besides COVID deaths, you know, heart attacks and stroke and everything else. Natural death stopped last year. You haven't heard about that. No flu either. I'm sorry. I just don't want to, don't need to go there. But, um, but anyway, if 9% pharmaceutical money, hey, let's hope they spend more. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take pharma all day long. I'm confident that they will spend more, Todd. And they'll probably spend big CPMs too, especially if you if you meet their demographic that they want to reach. And believe me, they have a demo because they know the yeah. demo of the people that are taking their drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. So the podcast index, uh, dot org is showing that there's, Three million seven hundred and thirty-two thousand and thirty-nine podcasts as of today, Todd. Well, the more important number there is that in the last thirty days, only four hundred forty thousand of them have published an episode. But the last sixty days, six hundred thirteen thousand have. So that's yeah. interesting. That is an interesting breakout. But the yeah. three-day average stays about one hundred nine k. Yeah, it hasn't moved much. And the 10 day average is 229,000. Yeah. Makes sense because if you look at it, most, and if let's, let's just look at the logic there. If you're doing a show once a week, it's 109. If you're doing it twice a week, very, you know, very few successful shows are going every two weeks. So 109 to 229. So there's just about probably 29, 20,000 of those that were outside of a week publishing a show so it tells me that because if you add the hundred well actually maybe not i'm using the wrong math here i'm 100 so about 120,000 are doing bi-weekly and 109 are doing weekly but that's a pretty small percentage of the total oh very small podcast catalog yeah is is weekly active so rob we're right there in that uh you know we should be getting discovered and our show should be growing being a 3.7 million podcast. Again, 1.2 million of those are, are in a graveyard that we know about. Yeah. But this also screams to me that there's not as much competition. Oh, there's in not podcasting keep as, telling, as people you, tend to think, right? No, there's not. But if you, let's think about that $2 billion number. So, Oh, we could do some fun math here. So let's say, those of you who can follow along with this, let's, Rob, you want to fire up your calculator? Oh, that's always the this is dangerous. dangerous thing for me to do. Okay. So if we think about 30 days, 229,000 episodes were put out every, well, the thing is, these are probably not, is these, are these separate? So 109 in one week. 200 so there'll be some duplicity here right so let's say that yeah i, yeah, I would think so if they've, okay yeah they've put out an episode in the last 30 days, days be included. that's going to be included in the last right. 10 days yeah. so if we take four hundred forty thousand shows and let's really juice it up 
Okay. Let's say that each of those 440,000 shows have 5,000 downloads each. I don't even know if my calculator will go that high. Oh, you might. So we'll have uh, to. It, it errored out. So do, do, um, do it's like 2.2 2, looks like maybe billion, I think. All right. Then, ones. then divide if did it error out or can you divide that by a thousand? Well, it says 2.2 E nine. So <laughs> divide that by a thousand and see what happens. By a thousand. We could have done this more simple, but. We could have just, okay. yeah, 2 million, 200. So I think it's two, probably 2 billion, 200 million, probably. All right. Let me try this a different way. So if we take 440 K that's, that's episodes and I'm right. just going to do, we're, we're going to leave three numbers off. And I figure that this is going to be, um, 5,000 downloads each. I got to leave three numbers off again. So we, we multiply that by five. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and then I take, okay, so now I have to divide that by, well, if I can't, I can't divide it by one because it's already one. It's already, so 2,200,000 or I can't be right. There's a math problem here. Um, <laughs> this is a high school math too. And, and damn calculators won't go high enough. Yeah, that that's probably what I I had with mine. It just doesn't go that high. All right, let me try this again. See what happens. It doesn't get into the billions. There's not enough room on the screen. Oh, I got it figured out here. Divide it by a thousand equals okay, and multiply that by let's say twenty five. All right, so let me see here. That's that's one two three. So. If we have 440,000 shows that are all monetized. Right. At, and they have 5,000 downloads per show as an average. Right. And that's being really, you know, being very, uh, you know, that means that there's a lot of shows doing a lot of downloads because there's a lot of shows doing small downloads. And that's going to really offset. So that means that there would be $55 million that would come into the podcasting space a month. So how are we already at a billion? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's because there's some super big shows. There's some the super big shows that are making some super big money. Right. That's kind of skewing that average. Well, okay. So they're saying we're at a billion. So see if I, my calculator will do this. Well, I think we're limping across the billion mark. Might be the safer way of saying it. All right. So how many zeros are there in a billion? It's three, uh, I think nine, right? Nine. Yeah. Yep. Three. Did I get it right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I got nine. So a billion dollars. And we'll divide that by, what, $35 CPM? So if I do, let's do 30. Yeah. That is, um, means that right now about 33 million downloads are getting, see, that's, that's not even a big number. 33 million downloads are getting monetized annually. Yeah. 
So it's just a drop in the bucket. It's just a drop in the bucket. So 33 million downloads. And I had figured that. Yeah. So. That's, that's, that's a pretty small number. Yeah. Well, I think Todd, we've been saying for, for years that the advertising market and podcasting is pretty small, pretty small, actually pretty, pretty small on the scale of the medium. So that's, but let me divide that by 12. That means right now only, only 2,777,777 downloads are getting monetized a month. 2.77 million. That, that's shocking to me. Because I know what my number is per month I'm measuring, and I know I can extrapolate what you're measuring. Hmm. It just speaks to the small number of shows that are getting ad buys. Yep, it does. What so, do you think, a thousand or two? Yeah, I would say that's probably pretty close. Now, there's a lot of uh, sponsorship stuff that goes on out there, too, that isn't tracked by true, anybody. True, true. You know? That, you know, a show that's got, you know, a few thousand downloads goes out and does a deal with a small, you know, brand, online brand or something like that and does a host read or something like that. That's, there's nowhere that's tracked. Yeah. That even, even show up in the numbers. So there, there is a certain amount of advertising, um, that's coming into this medium that, uh, will never be tracked. Yeah. Accurately as well as, um, you know, shows that are monetizing through direct product sales and, and, you know, selling mastermind classes or selling a book or selling a PDF download or something like that. There's no mechanism to track any of that stuff. So um, I, yeah. if, if I take the 2.7 million number, right. And let's just assume a show has to have 10,000 downloads per episode to be monetized. Yeah. So if I divide that number by 10,000, I think this is the right math. That means that, no, that can't be right. I don't think that math worked. Because <laughs> <laughs> that means only 277 shows are getting monetized that have 10,000 downloads or more per month. Yeah. It can't be right. Uh, I missed something. It's there. hard to say. I mean, it's hard, hard to actually come up with a solid number of how many shows are getting monetize through advertising. We don't even have a tracking on that. Well, so, you know, it, because we don't have a central repository of any kind of statistics on the advertising market, well, all, all of the data that we really have comes out of surveys. And we do have you know? some information. If you want to pay for it, you can see yeah. who is advertising. Right. And if you can right. afford to write that check for that service, you can see who advertising. If you, painstakingly went through, you probably could see all the shows they're advertising in. Right. And There's some tracking of this that's going on, but it's certainly not a comprehensive view. So there's always going to be stuff missing. I would contend. I would be shocked if there's more than 2000 shows monetized right now. Uh, with, with, uh, CPM based advertising. Right. I think there's probably more shows than that that are being monetized right now off of uh, programmatic. It's just that there's no revenue there. 
of any consequence. Potentially, yeah. Yep. Well, hmm. So, you know, this ambition that we, we, we have towards building this strong and amazing advertising market for podcasting is, is, uh, you know, it's what it is, yep. right? It's yep. something that's been aspirational for, since we've been in the medium and we've been very, I know I've been very skeptical of the, uh, the growth of that billion dollar number to some degree. And then, then what we saw with COVID kind of punched it in the mouth a little bit, um, a year ago yeah. and knocked it down. There was a lot of people thinking that it was going to grow 50% or double essentially, um, from the prior year, but that didn't happen. Robert says host red aren't necessarily baked in. Libsyn is a feature allows a podcast to replace a file without changing position. The episode did it 30 episodes. Very easy. at listen, keep this feature in Libsyn. That's we've had that for more than 10 years. Right. That's right. just a default feature. Yeah. I mean, it's in our Libsyn pro product. Yeah. So, this is in our base. It's in our base hosting product. You don't have to be a pro right. user to replace files. You can re-upload over the top. No problem. Within 12 right. hours, it clears out through the CDN, but and that's just been a standard feature at Blueberry for since the beginning, really, since we started hosting. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to, to do ad insertion without paying for ad insertion. It's just right. to replace the media file. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. and yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a low cost, low tech yeah. approach, but it's very, <laughs> a lot of, it's a lot of manual work. It is. So, well, maybe not, maybe, well, yeah, you got to put the ad in on 30 different shows and then re-upload them. That, that's a lot of work. I don't well, have can, to. I mean, you can figure out how many downloads that you're getting in your archives just right. by going and looking at your stats, right? If yeah. the last 10 episodes are getting 90% of your downloads in the archive, then right. you just have to replace it in 10 episodes, yep. right? Yep. Or it's five episodes yep. or three episodes, whatever it is. Uh, and that's not too difficult to do, yeah. but, but I, I wouldn't want to have to rebuild files. So for me, just using the ad insertion and with us, you know, we get, we it's give easier. the pro customers pre-roll for free. And then, uh, mids is just, you know, we, I think we charge yeah $49 for an entire network with 10 cent rebuild. Mm -hmm. So. Right. Per thousand. Uh, ten, ten, cent. 10 cents per, we only, we, we rebuild the file once for a campaign, you know, oh, when they, they execute a campaign, we rebuild the file and it's 10 cents to okay. rebuild. Okay. It's not per, per thousand deliveries. No, no. That, it's just for one rebuild. rebuild. Yeah. Okay. Just a rebuild because we're not yeah. dynamically building the file at the second of request. Ah, got it. Okay. You know, you're, you're pre-building. Yeah. For, we're pre-building. Right. Okay. And that's the way the high majority of ads deals run podcasts right. are runs for two, three weeks or run for two episodes or whatever, right. or uh, two months. So right. yep. all they got to do is just change out their, you know, if they need to change out their copy, they change out, re-upload a file and we rebuild it. And mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, Todd, uh, clubhouse is Oops. now available on Android. So uh, it's in the U S only right now, and it is missing a number of features that, uh, that iOS, the iOS version has had. And I have been noticing that the clubhouse, um, app on iOS 
has been getting updated quite frequently, uh, almost like every week or two weeks here over the last month or so. So they're they're rapidly iterating on the platform and improving it, and uh, and so we shall see. It's kind of interesting to see this all develop, and there's a lot of other companies and platforms that are poking around the social audio space right now. Um, there's a lot of talk about Facebook getting into it. There's a lot of talk about um, a few other um, big familiar names getting into this area too, which I I won't mention all of them at this point. But um, yeah, it's just it's a hot area, and some research has come out. Uh, you know, the Edison research, I believe, the Edison company is coming out with some research on Clubhouse. I believe on the I think it's the 18th. Um, I guess Tom Tom or somebody from Edison is going to be doing a presentation about social audio. So it's becoming a thing, Todd. Okay. <laughs> I know. It doesn't it doesn't rattle your world very much, I know. No. Um and and then there's uh Fireside Chat which is still, you know, bubbling and brewing and coming and that that will be a podcast recording i, I, I think they've had the steam taken out of them well there's so many competitors right but they actually todd they're the only ones that i know of that are actually proactively saying we're a social audio platform that's enabling the production of a recorded podcast though mm-hmm. so what does that say about um social audio's integration with content creation um, for distribution in the podcasting realm. Some will make it work. Some won't. I mean, it's still not um, per the terms of service an approved thing to do on, even on clubhouse right now, but the founders have come out and said that they're okay with it as long as you let everybody know. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to see this develop. I, I think over the next few months, it'll become clearer and clearer uh, what role um, the social audio platforms play in the podcasting space. I think that the biggest concern that I have is that maybe to some degree it could um, cut into podcast listening. But yeah. I'm how much of that, I have no idea yet. I don't think so. As soon as people are going back to their offices and working and being busy, they're not going to have the free time. I think I, I'm, we'll see. I might be proven wrong, but. I think this thing's going to burn itself out. So are you thinking, Todd, as you think about even Blueberry, that uh, at some point here in the next few months, you're going to bring folks back into your office? In, yeah, we uh, already Columbus? did. May 1st. In Columbus? We oh, already opened the office back then. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so are you rotating people through the office We've on got a, a schedule? We've got or, a set or, of guidelines. On, yeah. Okay. Yeah. On how we're working it. So they're in the office a certain percentage of the week. And, you know, if people haven't had their vaccine and don't feel comfortable coming in, you know, we've got a pretty good policy on that, too. So, but I think we're going to have a significant increase come about June 1st in the number of people and the amount of days in the office. So I plan on going down sometime in June and spending a week in the office, too. So, okay, the country's opening up and, you know, I'm there's been a lot of here's the thing. Many people have been working this entire time in their offices. A lot of government workers, a lot of county workers, and they're not... Oh, nec- you, mean, 
in their corporate offices. Yeah, I mean, in their offices. Yeah. You know, right. So right. It, it's not like the whole country's been out of their offices. Right. You know, so, and they're doing it safely. So, mm-hmm. again, and if, if, let's say your whole office is vaccinated, again, it's not my position to ask my employees if they're vaccinated because that's against the law. But if it, let's just say hypothetically everyone's vaccinated, should be good. Do you think, Todd, that there's social pressure to get vaccinated? It can't be mandated, but right. Well, there's lots of social pressure, but I'm not. I, I'm not going to be the one applying it. Right, right. It's a personal choice. That's right. right. It is. Right. right. I may have an opinion. I, opi- I may have an opinion, but I'm also going to not, from a corporate standpoint, from a company standpoint, I'm not going to. Take a position. On Take it, a position right? on it. I think that's smart. Yeah. So, and you know, the, I've heard of some companies saying you will be vaccinated or you'll be terminated. And I thought, oh, that seems like a Supreme Court case going. I don't know how a company can do that. But yeah, that is an interesting question, right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's for politics beyond this show. Right. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> so you put together some, some notes here. We've got a well, lot. There's of st- a bunch of other things going on. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just like a litany. I could, I could probably list about 50 things on here, but you know, I had to pick. Yeah. <laughs> so things, yes, I did create an outline for this show. So yeah. if you're sensing some organization, some focus and organization <laughs> in this show, there's a reason for that. Yes, we did. <laughs> so how long can episode notes be? And I'm going to read right from your thing. Preliminary tests seem to show that Pocket Cast, Overcast, Spotify deal with at least 10,000 characters. Google Podcast, Android truncates after 5,000 characters. And we gather that Apple Podcast currently truncates after 4,000 characters. If you have a 4,000 character show notes, you are in the half of 1%. <laughs> right. There is, you know, a very few that hit the 500 character. Right. You know, let alone, you know, this show included. You know, let me do a word count on our character. No. Well, the average, well, Todd, just think about the, the average size of a news article now is around 500 words. Yeah. Five in four to 500 is the hot, is the sweet spot for Google, which, which, which tends to turn out to be what about maybe about 2000 characters, something like that. Probably. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So two, 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 3000 probably. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think very many podcasters are going to have this issue, but no. I know everyone got all upset and I, and I had to laugh because when, Apple podcast 14.5 come out. I was quite pleased at how my show notes looked like <laughs> in Apple podcast. And then they did an update and they went away. <laughs> I, right. I think that was so a mistake. What does this mean for, for, for podcasters? I, I think it, I mean, to me, it means that, um, unless you're making separate feeds for these platforms, uh, you know, if you spend time creating a uh, show notes that are 10,000 characters, guess what? They're not going to get used in the biggest platform. They're not used anyway. Yeah. They're not searchable. Right. Descriptions so, have never been searchable. Right. That's true. That's true. So, so 
Yeah. So fewer is better at this point. No, regardless of, of what, what they allow. Right. I wish I had a counter on the back of the wall, right there where the clock is, Rob, where it says it's what time it is. I need a little uh, up counter there where I can click the button. When I say you record for your audience, you write for Google click. All right. So that's right. 1,827,000 <laughs> times. I've said this. <laughs> We should put some sort of a clicker back there. Because nobody reads the show notes. Is that what the bigger message is, Todd? Other than Mr. Google bot? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Right. Okay. Ask Fair your enough. audience, do you read the show notes? Ask them. Yeah. You write for Google for discovery. You don't write for your audience. A few people is going to come over and read it. So be sure whatever you write in your show title is important and backed up by the first paragraph in your show notes. The rest of it is whatever. Right. You can throw in all sorts of <laughs> yeah. stuff in there. No, nobody will see it because yeah. once you get to, once you get literally to 10,000 characters, then Google starts looking at that and going, is this hmm. keyword stuffing? <laughs> right. is, is this, is this, you know, are you trying to, who's writing 10,000 characters? Right. And, and how many repetitious words are in that 10,000 characters. But I guarantee right. you some, some podcast consultant is going to say, you have to have 9,990 characters in your blog post to maximize discoverability in your Apple and podcast apps. <laughs> no. Right. I mean, I mean, you can go nuts on the SEO stuff. If you, yeah, mean, and you, you can, can just go. Right. right. But if you, if, if, yeah. if, if now, I'll, I'll retract this. If they ever start doing search based on show notes and they have a good, they have a good, uh, you know, indexing system where you can find actual articles, actual content about you know, context to be able to give you a certain segment in an episode to go to that all changes. But for now, right. no, but you did mention in here that Dan Meiser suggests there's a change on the way Apple podcast. I was 14.6 currently in beta that will support proper links. So they're fixing what they broke. Right. And will support content encoded according to the current beta. So that's good news. Cause I think they released the 14.6 beta when they released 14.5 and then re you know, retracted it or something. Yeah. And I think that there was, um, I thought there was also something in here about Apple had some some issues with um yeah okay I think we did cover it here okay with the update to to the um to problems with the uh I think it is the sub sub um sub description there or the abbreviated shorter description yeah all right. I think they dropped that essentially. Yeah. So, and then, uh, let's see what else do we want to talk about here? Well, the, uh, the podcast Academy can't, uh, Ambies is coming up, uh, this Sunday. It's going to be a live, uh, live on YouTube and Twitch and, and on the Amazon platform too. Uh, it starts at four thirty PM on the West coast, seven thirty PM on the East coast. And goes until 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., respectively, on the coast. Um, I'm going to be there in person on stage 
presenting an award, uh, the, the Podcast Academy's Governor's Audio Impact Award. Um, that award's going to be presented to an independent podcaster uh, or a podcast team, actually. It's uh, five um, teens that have been producing a podcast called Teenager Therapy. So, so are they truly independent where they do the show or do they have a yep. team behind that? Yep. They, they do it all themselves. Oh, good. They have their, their audio hiccups sometimes, uh, like any podcaster does. So, be, so it's going to be interesting to watch on the awards on how many truly independent podcasters win well, their categories. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's a blend and it's hard sometimes to clearly define a separation between an independent and a, what is viewed as a non-independent because a lot of the ones that are maybe lumped in with the non-independent side now because they did a deal with a big network right? as that they started out as independent and they just happened to sign a deal with a big network. So, um, so it's, it, it can be a little bit touchy, you know, th this whole divide between what's seen as big media podcasts versus independents. Cause a lot of them, like I said, come from the independent side. So I think the takeaway is, is that the independent side is the elephant in the room and that's going to be, I made sure that that's going to be played up in the presentation of the event. So I was, I had to be, you know, had to be forceful at times, but to, to make sure that the proper context was given. Mm. Interesting. Because, and that's only because sometimes folks don't really, don't really understand the history of the medium and, uh, and, and, and that's okay. And it's understandable for folks that haven't been around as long as you and I have. Right. So, so keeping that proper context was an important part of this and hopefully we're able to walk that line. All right. So you can tune in at YouTube at ambies.com, A-M-B-I-E-S.com. Yep. Uh, 4.30 PST, 7.30 Eastern, six goes till 6 PST. So Sunday. Hmm. The, the 4.30 time is the pre-event. So that, that goes for a half an hour. And then the main event starts at uh, 5 PM. Yeah, that's a big thing I'm being challenged with this year with my awards is how do I get it done in 60 minutes? Right. Well, yeah. we're <sighs> tightly scripted and ready to rock. Yeah, but you're, so, it's not like you're on broadcast TV. If you go over a little bit, you're okay. You know? That's true. That's true. That's but, certainly true. But if, if I'm going to be working with uh, programming and trying to stay in between presenters at the International Podcast Day, I'm, I have 60 minutes. That's it. <laughs> So, yeah, and it's going to be on a on a on a soundstage production yeah. kind of thing that's it, that's in a soundstage near um, Los Angeles International Airport. So LAX is going to be near LAX, um, and there's only going to be like 15 or 16 people there. Um, so that's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad. But it's this year. It's primarily a you know a, a live online event. Yeah. Um, so. You guys have, have to wear your mask of, when you present or you don't have to wear your mask or I, I'm not going to have to wear my mask when good. I present. No. Good. Good. No. All right. Cause I'm going to be the only one on stage. Everybody's going to be set back. I see. So. All right. right. The BBC Academy has been formed called production unlocked. So what's that? Well, they're, uh, the BBC has started a kind of educational academy to help uh, train content creators um, with workshop masterclasses. And I just wanted to mention it starts May 20th. 
I think this is a little bit of a reflection of the the culture of uh, podcasting outside of the U.S. Uh, really about uh, professional production and and professional training, which is the direction that I'm trying to push the podcast academy as well, is to get um, some some real experts in that can teach uh, really really best really solid best practices because. Okay. I think, and Todd, you would probably agree, we're in an era of a lot of people saying to do things right. um, out there that may not be entirely the best way to do things. So, so the question is, how do you have experience or yeah. how do you vet yeah. those people? That's the question. Well, that's, that's what the BBC, I'm sure, is doing too. And I know that the CBC in Canada has been doing similar things like this to some of the events that I've been at um, outside of the U.S. too. And they, I mean, some of the things that even the CBC puts on are like, wow, you know, (laughs) it takes that to do that. You know, it's like, uh, it's a whole, it's kind of a, just a quality kind of, kind of thing that, uh, I think is helpful to podcasters, but it can also be a little scary too. So I I have to, I have to laugh on this next story though. (laughs) This made news. Whereas I'm like, this is, this is a this is a feature that's new. No, Spotify well, is adding a feature that's new to Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is adding a way to share timestamps when you share a podcast. A way to share a particular point to start listening. Hmm, I think I've had that uh, available for probably eight or nine years. Yeah, <laughs> if it's new to you, it must be new. <laughs> yeah. Those, so right? sometimes it's, I just, oh my gosh, look at this new thing. It's cool. I'm like, uh, yeah, you've been able to do that for a long time. Right. Right. <laughs> Matter of fact, if I look at my show notes for my podcast, let me go over and, and look and see if you got the last one edited. Because usually this is done in post. See if he got it edited. No, he hasn't got it done yet. Show from uh, a backup. Let's see here. Oh, I may have to talk to uh, young Kirk. He's a little behind (laughs) getting my time hacks done. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know what he's doing there. I'm going to have to ping him going back and looking at. Oh, there. There's one. So let me bring this up on the screen. Yeah. So deep, deep links into content is certainly something that's been around a long time. No question about that. I guess these links work on desktop browsers as well as iOS and Android. So it should be something that anybody could take advantage of, whether it be even a listener can do this too. So, So. but anyway, it's something that we've done for a while because we know the importance of shoring, being able to, give a link to a specific segment of content. Right. Right. And there seems to be an explosion or growth in the area of, um, podcast companies, um, starting up, uh, around scripted, uh, fiction, uh, that seems to be bubbling there. There was a company called scripty that, uh, started up. It's a new podcast company that primes original scripted content, uh, for adaptations as well from podcasting into maybe TV and, and movies as well. So this is a, this is another Hollywood thing that's going on. Um, and it's, it, 
you know, I think it's a little bit falling out of the whole premium subscription thing. And, and I think that there's going to, I think we're going to see a lot more of this too. And then podcast one just announced a deal to create fictional content, uh, with a company called picture perfect federation. It's a joint venture to develop uh, scripted serial podcast content, um, that can also be potentially, uh, um, adapted from or to TV and film. So I, I, you know, I, I don't envy those folks. That's hard. That's, it's very hard it's hard work. Well, yeah. it's like creating a movie or a TV yeah. series, right? It's, yeah. That's not easy things to do. So, but I think, you know, with Q code and, and the growth in fictional, uh, productions that, uh, we're going to see this area grow yeah. in the next couple of years. Well, as, time will tell. as Steve Wilson alluded to when he was on the show last. So, so the mighty merger, the mighty merger has, yes, the has, mighty merger. has happened. Stitcher's mid-roll ad sales has merged with Pandora and Sirius XM sales. I bet you that was an interesting kind of munging of sales forces. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people lost their jobs. Yeah, I'm sure that there was a lot of cross training going on there, Todd. What do you think? Uh, yeah, too. Right, and you know, how do you teach radio folks to sell podcasts, and then vice versa, and then you got Pandora in there too, and that mix it, that, right. that that would you know that would have been an interesting to be a fly in, and I don't know if they're all in the same location or not, but probably not. Well, if you think about all the all the different companies, they're scattered all over the place. I would yeah. think both coasts and three different sales teams, but you know, mega, you know, you got a mega company, Sirius, mega company, Pandora. Then you got little mid roll rolling in there and they're, you know, they get smashed. I bet you there was some, how should we say some it? Sparks flying. Yeah. We'll right. have to, we'll have to, during podcast move, we'll have to find some mid roll team and say, how did it go? Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you will tell us. So, so they, they merge these companies together, uh, into a new group called SXM media. Um, so it claims to reach 150 million listeners potential a month or uh, it doesn't say, oh, okay. uh, it says they're calling themselves the largest digital audio advertising platform in North America. Mm. So I guess, I guess that's their goal. Well, it's easy to make these claims, you know, people make claims all the time, like they're the biggest podcast uh, host or the biggest podcast directory or, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, Midroll has been a significant yeah, been a big uh, player, player in the I know. podcast advertising business. So, you know, there's a lot of expertise in sure. that company that uh, can certainly help Pandora and Sirius. Yep. I agree. Merge these areas together. So Matter of fact, I, I would, I would say the Midroll team probably is in a better position to make more dynamic cool things happen at Pandora than Sirius than the other way around. You know, because right. you know, the mid-roll teams of learnings. Are, There's a lot of learnings. Oh, they've there. had to work hard because advertising and podcasting is not easy. <laughs> right. So right. it's true. And if they can drive up CPMs, I yeah. I hope it doesn't go the other way or it becomes more like CPMs from the online radio side. But well, you know, um, and here, you know, they the danger in that is they have economy of scale and they say, Oh, right. we got, you know, X number of million downloads. You can get a month. So, but I'm being told no one's using the word downloads anymore, Rob. I'm being told everyone says listens. 
I had someone tell me here recently that they are selling listens. And I'm like, really? Right. I've never been asked by a media buyer ever, ever to bill them on listens. But I don't even know how you would count that, Todd, at this point. But I'm being told that a large number of companies, big companies in the podcast advertising space, they sell listens. They don't sell downloads. Well, I can see why they would want to do that because that's probably what their buyers are asking for. But again, I talked to some of the same buyers and I've never heard someone ask me for how many listens does a show have? Yeah, because there's no metrics on that. (laughs) Right. So now, we're basically it, taking downloads and saying that they're listening. A listen, now. right. It, Which, you know, is what we're doing. Technic- it really technically, <laughs> technically, it's false. But if you're saying, oh, I'm billing on listen downloads. Right. <laughs> you know, what's, what's you know. What's a did, word? Did they listen? Right, yeah, they, they listen. Yeah, you're, you're getting billed for listens. <laughs> right. What's a word, Todd? <laughs> it is a word. <laughs> Yes. Subject to someone else's new definition. <laughs> right, exactly. So but, I guess uh, the the Netflix of podcasting is still on the way, Todd. Well, you know maybe. <laughs> they're surveying, they're hinted at, at the possibility of having podcasts and other type of content on N+. On a, yeah, know. on a on a new online platform called N plus. Right. Beautiful. And it could include content from, uh, t- to support a lot of the, the original productions that yeah. Netflix has, and it could include podcasts. So hey, if I can tell people cool. to catch me on Netflix, catch a show on Netflix, it'd be really cool. Yeah, it would. But I bet you they don't intermix it with Netflix. I bet you it's a no whole new platform. It's a separate thing. I would bet. Because yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they, they, they blend or not those things together. Yeah. Right? It's just like the little war that's going on right now with uh, Roku between YouTube TV and Roku. So their negotiations to be able to keep the uh, YouTube TV app on the Roku is not going so good. And basically it fell apart. And so Google said, okay, fine. We'll just put YouTube TV in the YouTube app. <laughs> And, uh, and bypass you. <laughs> so it's heating up over at Roku between. Sounds like it. Yeah. Little, little power play that the 8,000 pound gorillas coming in say, okay, you don't want the YouTube TV app on the Roku. Well, we'll just put YouTube TV in the YouTube app. So, and then, and then you can, you can remove YouTube from your Roku and, and see how that works out. And, and they have <laughs> war of words going on. And matter of fact, you, uh, Google went so far as to say is we are sourcing uh, devices to send to YouTube TV customers. If you take us out, basically we'll, we'll go around you with our own OTT. <laughs> can you imagine if Roku took YouTube app out of their platform? what that would do to the stock valuation of that company. According to Roku, they're not asking for anything more from Google than what was in the previous contract. Yet Google is saying, well, we want preferential uh, search treatment, blah, 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 blah. So. Right. uh, You know, I, 
it's it's kind of off the show subject, but I remember being in the Roku office when they had an office about the size of my office in Columbus. And I'd just walk in and sit down and talk with the founder and the VP and, you know, right. have a beer in their office and just, you know, you know, there's like 20 people that work there. Because right. I had apps 13, 14, and 15 on the device, you know? Yeah. So things have changed. <laughs> things have front. changed. Yeah. I, when I see those guys, I kind of get like this cursory, hey, how you doing? You know, we remember you, but, you know, <laughs> go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're nice. They're nice. And they're very cordial. Very, you know, they're, right. the, you know, they were always, um, they've always been nice because they knew we were there in the early days to support the app or, and, uh, or, or the platform. <laughs> no one listens to podcasts on Roku anymore. Right. I don't know <laughs> if they really ever did. They, did. You got to like 3% global market share, but that never got higher than that. But it was a right. very short period of time. Yeah. Well, that was back in the heyday of yeah. the video podcast. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. But we're playing audio on there too. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But. Uh, but I guess um, Apple Podcasts uh, crawler is now scanning RSS feeds every 20 minutes versus, I guess, prior 90 minutes. Uh, Do you know any depth on this? Talk? I, we, we haven't looked, but that uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> once every 30 minutes or once every hour is enough. Come on. Every 20 minutes. Yeah. That's a lot of pings. That's a lot of pings. Yeah. So, Apple, shh, come on, just give us the ability to ping you like we used to be able to, and you can deal away with most of this. Well, that's that's the next thing, right? Um, Podcast Index 2.0 project is looking to create an alternative to WebSub, which is just like what you said, Todd, right? A ping to a listening platform to say, oh, I've got a new episode for you. Why don't you come over and get it from me? It's so, but the problem is, okay, that's cool. You know, we'll happy, happy to ping them too, you know, cause we right. already ping pub sub already. That's why Google right. updates so fast is or pub sub or web sub web sub pub. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Right. Whatever they call it now. So, you know, I, I'm fine with the, you know, that we would love to have that feature because what it does is an inch that all these services should have it. Spotify should have it, all these big platforms. So they don't have to scrape the doggone feed every 20 minutes. We tell them, hey, yeah. it's updated. Go hit it. Then they don't come back until five days later when there's a new episode. Or maybe hit it uh, every three or four hours to see if there's any changes. But we can hit them again if there's a change. It doesn't have to be. It's a hit or miss. Uh, issue of support though. That's the problem. Um, not all hosts and not all podcasts support it too. Well, so. they would, if they put it in place, it, it, it'd be like within hours, everyone would start supporting. We would just re-enable the code. We disabled how many years ago when they took the ping away. Right. Cause remember we used to be able to ping them. Mm -hmm. And I, I still yeah. don't understand why they, why they stopped that. Yeah. Apple. So now it's every 20 minutes. That's a lot. Yeah, but I don't believe that they're 
they're pulling much data on that, are they? Well, hopefully, or they're just sampling they're the just header to see if the there's a header, yeah, uh, looking for a change in update. Yeah, right. maybe looking for a change in the CRC value or something. I don't know how right. they the techies will have to talk about it. Right. So, and I don't think they're loading the whole feed. Right. There's no there's no reason to. Right. So you should just be looking for certain tags. Yeah. So, so anyway, Todd, I know you ran to the end of the outline. Yeah. Robert said there's an announcement out. Wondery to join Apple podcast subscriptions. Yeah, Ex I saw that. What does that mean? Right. Why is that? There? It, it just means that Wondery is going to start creating content for the, for the subscription engine for okay. Apple. Th lots That's of people are. Deal marks an unusual partnership. Why is it a partnership? Because the anyone can do this. This is some special deal. Well, Wondery is owned by Amazon now, so right. But I if they're going to put out premium contents, so what? They've got podcasts listed over there, just like anybody else. But I'm sure that Amazon could put th that Wondery content out as premium, and they should. Right? They should. Right. So special deal would be, it's like this content, which it's a, you know, to make it available on Apple as well is a, is a little bit of a clue. I, I think of the, the direction that this is going to go with a lot of the big publishers, which is they're going to do special deals with each of these sub subscription platforms. So if, if I was a, a book writer, if I was a book writer, I'd have a podcast. And then guess where I would put my audiobook? I'd put it as a single episode at, on a subscription basis available on Apple. Well, Todd, does this whole podcast subscription thing that's happening right now, is that going to ultimately um, potentially replace a platform like Audible? Yes. So and there's no reason why all those audiobooks couldn't be under the podcast exactly area it, if i was again if i was a book writer i'd have a i'm i got my own case study so when i was promoting the sale of my podcasting book on my tech show mm -hmm. the podcast was a reason that that todd didn't have a company yet i was just right. a dude podcaster you know, there was no Facebook. There was no, there was no social platform to promote a book. Right. Amazon existed at that time. It was the early days in their book business. But mm -hmm. on my show, I pitched and pushed my book. And I did 45,000 copies sold of that tech book. Right. It was a number one selling tech book of the year on Amazon. It did very, very well. Now, if I'm a regular author putting out a lot of books, because there's people that are about sci-fi, romance, they're, ser they're serial book publishers. They're serious authors. Mm -hmm. There's thousands of them. You know, right. I, I, my, my Kindle on my phone has more than I could possibly probably read in a year at this point. Uh, right. but it's because of people I follow up with. Why not make that available 
on the platform, you know, it plays, it pays, right? So, um, right. so maybe. Does that mean that the, uh, the, the podcast area is going to have an audio book? Oh, I have no, I have no sub, doubt. Sub directory that we're going to see come out of Apple. And, and I just, I'm curious what this means for audible. Well, if, if okay, let's, I don't know if Stephen King's still publishing books or not. I don't know if he's published anything new recently, but imagine an individual with a staff, a, a stature of Stephen King. Right. Started a podcast, mm-hmm. a regular public podcast, because you have to have a public podcast to be able to have a, well, maybe not. Anyway, you have to imagine him having a public podcast where he's talking about his book. And he right. said, oh, by the way, you want the, audio, you want the audio copy. It's a companion to the show. It's available right. for twelve ninety nine, and you can it's get in it the same platform. Same, the same platform. It's probably sitting right next to it. Right next to it. Just hit buy. Right. You don't have to load the Audible app. You don't have to. You know, some people are still going to use Audible, but the Audible's model is you have to pay every month. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Audible model because. That means well, they created I, a free free version of Audible now, so you can get in and get podcasts. Right, but if I if I want to get an Audible book, I have to subscribe to their service where I have to. Right. If I forget to pick for a book, then I have to. You know, I get credits or whatever. But it's not often that I want to pick an audio book. So right. just certain, yeah, you know, I want to hear certain biographies, especially if it's read by who it's read by or whatever. But. I think there's, that's where I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be huge. I think there's probably people chomping at the bit that are. Yeah. Does this mean that audible is going to, going to become Amazon's, um, subscription podcasting platform? Maybe. Well, well, here's the thing. Why wouldn't you put it over there? Even it's still on audible sale is a sale, right? We don't care where they listen as long as they listen and we can add to that. We don't care where they pay as long as they pay. <laughs> right. And, and right. That content is available off of um, Amazon Music as well. It would, under the the brand name of Audible. And it could potentially, you know, can you, maybe the Audible, the book will be over on Spotify too. Right. As a premium. Or Apple. Right. So. It's a win-win. I, I think people that have premium content have good premium content. And I think I've already heard people are chomping at the bit. So it, it goes beyond doing a premium podcast. It's about having a product. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't want to spread too many ideas out there, but please, you know, I'm sure what we're going to see <laughs> is by my mastermind podcast instruction series on Apple Podcasts. For ninety nine ninety nine, right? My fourteen episode series. Matter of fact, you and I should do a series and then just market it. We we could probably get rich, Rob. We we should do it. <laughs> I don't know if our companies would appreciate it if we did it, but <laughs> well, if it helps helps grow, you know, new podcasters, why right, wouldn't it be right. a good thing? Right. <laughs> brings more people into the fold, you know, yeah. better educated about how to, how to do this medium. I think it's mm-hmm. a win for everybody. I think it is right. too. Yep. So 
Yeah. And, you know, and it doesn't, here's the thing too. People are going to get their heads wrapped around this too far. Oh, I got to have a series. No, you don't. You don't, do you know how you, you eat a buffalo? One bite at a time. And for you, the vegetarians out there, I apologize, but, and I know you are Rob. So it's, it's the eating, eating the, the fish one bite at a time or eating the, well, probably it's a bad example. Um, I was, I was going to say something that was, no, I <laughs> just I won't even go there. But anyway, um, no, you, you, you put out a single episode and charge four bucks for it or five. You put out another one. You know, then ultimately when you get all 12 done, you can sell them as a series or whatever it is. So you got lots of options there. They made it, they made that platform so that you, you're not kind of locked pigeonholed into a way to sell premium data. Mm -hmm. The demo on it was, wow, I was impressed. You know, I talked about it on the last show that I had my little checklist of stuff I wanted to do internally. I was like, they did it. They did it. They did it. They did it. Crap. They did it. They did it. They did it. I think I, I think we're going to be amazed what comes out as premium content. There's stuff yeah. that you and I haven't thought about yet. And it's seen as a podcast that, is it really? No, it's not. It's not a podcast anymore because there's no RSS feed associated with it. It's premium content. But yet it's going to continue to be called a podcast though, right? Well. It's an interesting yes. juxtaposition <laughs> going is. on in the medium right now. It, it is. So, yeah. but I think it's regardless of how we want to classify it, I think it's, it's an extension. I think you still are going to have it to be a successful content sales person on Apple Podcasts you are going to have to have a successful show that goes along with it, with the premium content associated with it. Mm -hmm. I think those go hand in hand. There will be some people that won't need to have a public podcast. They'll just sign up and upload premium only and promote it as such. Todd, I, I definitely feel some growing, I don't know if pressure is the right word or social kind of, um, orientation, to to open up the the meaning of the word podcast and i think what we just talked about is an indication of that yeah. um around maybe uh podcasting becomes the word to refer to audiobooks it becomes a word to describe any kind of premium audio content um that's not um music right so i've i've heard people even um want to classify even what's going on in these social audio platforms as a form of podcasting. So, you know, are we seeing the expansion of what a podcast means in the, in the market? Because that's what people want. And I think it's, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I think we're a little old school maybe and thinking that podcasting is just an RSS based medium. Um, maybe it's becoming more than that. I don't know. Just posing the question. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. So we'll see what happens over time. You know, in a show that's exclusive to Spotify or 
exclusive to um, Netflix or something like that um, that's produced in a podcast format. Yeah. Um, is that seen as a podcast if it's not available via RSS? So I do want to cover one thing that's interesting. This show is okay. not ready yet, but um, my other show, I've got it set up to uh, earn money via a coin, via a digital coin, via a Satoshi. Um, I went and did the work that uh, was kindly provided by James Cridlin in his, one of his recent newsletters on how to set up the ability to earn money from my, from my show being played on platforms that support um, so is it a, a digital like currency? A, 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 like an NFT type of no, nope. nope. It, you again, it's really designed. Um, and I'll get the full mechanism down on how it works, and we'll see how much money I make. Maybe it'll be ten cents, maybe a buck. I don't know, but it really depends on uh, more adoption, obviously, across more platforms, and it's uh, we're a certain amount of money will be generated. Um, and I don't have the full details on how it actually happens. <laughs> so we'll have to get someone on here at some point to explain it, how the actual money is generated. Uh, I don't think we're necessarily being the farm by people listening to the show, but it is, uh, it is something that uh, is in very is early like days a, yet. A it's cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency. Yeah. It's cryptocurrency. Kind of thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's cryptocurrency. So, so it's basically taking payment in cryptocurrency is what you're. No, possibly. no, you're earning cryptocurrency, but just by setting up this mechanism, when your shows listen to on platforms that are tied into the oh, the system, okay. yeah, it's almost like a like a listening rewards program kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not going to classify it because someone that's listening to the show is going to tell me I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So. I just knew how I just set it up, how it right. makes money. I don't know how I know how to collect it once they've been giving instructions on how to do that, <laughs> but I don't know how it's actually physically generating money. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. And it's on a rev share with, uh, with the podcast index. So, hmm. so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Every penny counts. Yep. And it does. But there's a few more things I want to do to before I add it to this show, but can't hurt. It's just some code. Right. Right. Not even code. It's uh, some tags for the RSS feed. So. So it's, it's going to be another week before we do the show, Todd. Can we make it that long? You know, here's, yeah, we have to. And matter of fact, we have to talk about next week's show because a week from today, I'm going to be on an airplane going to Honolulu. Oh. So okay. uh, we can That's either. The 19th. The 19th. Right. So maybe if your schedule allows it, and let me see if I can bring up my schedule. Do uh, a show on the 18th? Yeah. Uh, the only challenge is, is I got to drive to Chicago, and I was hoping to get out of here a little early, but I guess I can probably uh, uh, do a do a fourth, do a three o'clock on, uh, on Wednesday, the uh, Tuesday, the 18th. So it's up to you. If you, mm, if, does that work yeah. for you or you have a conflict? Yeah, I have a conflict. Uh, could we do it like in the, 
Yeah. Or do you want to do it on the 20th? Let's, let's, let's do it on the 20th. Yeah. Let's. My schedule is absolutely chock full on the 20th, but I, I'll figure out a time. We'll, we'll coordinate offline. Could um, we do it at like uh, 3 or 2.30? So 2.30 would be 8.30 Honolulu time. Um, actually, I might be able to do it on Tuesday, on Thursday the 20th at that time. We're, we're going through our IB research. Uh, starting oh. that day. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're all getting recertified. Yeah. Actually. Yep. I, I found out we're first in the bucket again. I don't know how that happened, but. Well, you were one of the first two to get certified. Yeah. So maybe it's a time thing. Okay. Maybe it's because our time, our two year time limit came up. I don't know. But yep. I'm, I'm sure that the NPR folks are going through it because they were right there with you. Yeah. So we had their, we're having the, we're having that. It starts our, our actually part. Our first review starts at two p.m. on Thursday the twentieth. So I don't know if I necessarily have to be there, but um, let me. I I'll just coordinate with you, and we'll figure out when to do the show. Okay, okay, sounds good. And uh, do it from Hawaii. It's fine. Well, but we won't be live. Um, well, we could be live from Hawaii, I guess, but be a little bit yeah. challenging. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. And uh, yes, thank you for listening to our uh, inner office meeting here. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, let me see if I can find our, our jingle for our outro. There we go. I got it queued up. Rob, how can they reach out to you? I can be found on Twitter at Rob Greenlee. And uh, if you want to send me an email, go ahead and send it to uh, Rob G at Lipson.com. I'd uh, love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, we'll be back uh, next Next week at one of these days, yeah, probably the likely days. on the 20th. <laughs> yep. But I want to thank everyone for being on here. Of course, I'm Todd at blueberry.com at geek news is my Twitter address. We want to thank you for listening. Hope you got a, had a great time on the show. We'll see you sometime next week. Yeah. I got high school graduation going on. That's why I'm going back to Honolulu. So oh, okay. my son is graduating. Yep. So all right, everyone, we'll see you next time here. Everyone take care. We'll see you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. How dare you? James Cridlin. Oh, wrong button. <laughs>